Welcome to Whose Podcast Is It Anyway? A show where our host engages in a lively conversation with the guest. The guest chooses the topic and the host has no prior preparation or knowledge of the topic. Please note that the opinions expressed on this program are the opinions and views of the host and the guests and are not necessarily the same opinions and views of Al Seeger or Point of Insanity Game Studio. And now, here's your host, Chad Knight. Good evening and welcome to Whose Podcast Is It Anyway? I'm your host, Chad Knight. And let's get right into it with Welcome to My Mind Mare. So, Evercon. Evercon is the thing that's big on my mind right now. When when this podcast drops, we will be just over 30 days until Evercon. So, um, we uh, Evercon will be January 6th to the 8th in 2017, so it's coming up really fast. Um, we're offering a lot of things out there, so... Now that we're getting closer to it and we've got more things narrowed in, I can talk about them a little bit. Um, the Badger State Games are actually doing four tournaments within Evercon. Um, this is the first year that they're doing the so-called E-Games. Um, we are going to have a League of Legends um, tournament. Um, we're going to have... And this is where I go blank because it's video games and I really don't, uh, I don't remember. But uh, we're doing a total of... Uh, Two video games. There's another one coming out. We're doing a uh, Magic the Gathering tournament for the Badger State games, and we are doing a Ticket to Ride tournament for the Badger State games. Um, so all of these are official Badger State games. Um, I don't know if they're on the Badger State website yet um, as I speak tonight, but by the time this drops, they should very well be out there. Um, so you can go up and sign up to do any of these tournaments um, as part of. Uh, as part of uh, Evercon. And then, of course, we're going to have the standard stuff. We're going to have role-playing games, board games, um, collectible card games. We're going to have video gaming besides the tournaments. Um, there will be other tournaments that are being offered. We're also going to have uh, 15 units of retro gaming. So, you know, your Super NES, your, um, your, we have an Atari coming in. We have an Atari Jaguar coming in. I don't even know what that is. I always thought a Jaguar was a cat, but I guess it's a it's a system as well. Um, Sega systems, uh, systems I've never even heard of. Um, but they're all the old, you know, uh, what you'd call the 8-bit games for the most part. I mean, Super NES, I think, was 64-bit, but you got me. I don't know. Uh, I'm not a video gamer. Uh, we have special guests coming in. I've talked about the special guests before. We now have their seminars um, all locked in on what they're going to be talking about and what they're going to be doing. So you can go out to evercon.org, check that out. Um, we're offering food um, in, in a few different ways. Um, we're going to have like uh, snacks going on there. Uh, we're also going to have a full menu um, through a bar, uh, through a setup they have there behind a bar. So you can go up, you can order your burgers, that kind of stuff. We are now, it's official, we will be offering beer during the con. So as long as you're of age, you'll get a special wristband and you'll be able to purchase beer. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's there's more coming on the food that I can't quite talk about yet. Um, but uh, it's not something you normally see at a con. So it'll be interesting. Um, and then the last thing, I, I just 
you know, you can still get out there, you can still get your badges early, you can still register events, and you can still uh, register for volunteering. Um, when this drops, that, that date will be closing quickly. Um, I don't know exactly what day we're closing it on yet, but it'll be coming quickly um, at this point. So make sure you get out there, get your events registered, get your badges going. Um, you know, come out and help us out. I mean, volunteers, we, we, uh, we can always use volunteers. This is a three-day con. It is um, three full days. Uh, so, um, yeah, that, that's it. I'll, I'll stop talking about EverCon now. Um, the other thing I want to touch base on today, um, we are just uh, three days from the, uh, the last presidential election. Um, my guy did not win. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that Gary Johnson, uh, was my guy. He did not win. Um, I, you know, all I got to really say about this is, am I happy that Trump, that Donald Trump is going to be the next president? No, but I want everybody just to take a moment and remember that he's just the president. He's, you know, and he is deserving of the respect of that office. I'm not saying you have to respect the man, but you do need to respect the office. And let, maybe he'll surprise us. Maybe he won't be as bad as we think he's going to be. Um, so, you know, as you all know, I like, I talk politics probably more than I should. And I probably sound like I'm a complete ass when I do talk about it. But, um, so that's my two cents worth on that. I'm not going to go any deeper on that unless unless somebody that uh, comes in and sits down with me wants to talk politics. All right, so let's get here. Let, let's get started. Let's meet my guest this week. Um, now, if you listen to the last one, um, I didn't tell you who my guest was going to be. I didn't do a guess on what she was going to talk about. Because it was done, you know, in a convention setting, it was done live. I had a lot of background noise. I did a, I, I, there was a lot of things I cut out of the normal. Um, I didn't do a today in history. I didn't do any of that kind of stuff. Um, and you still got like an hour and a half episode. So, um, <laughs> my guest this week, her name is Ashley Bishop. Um, I've known Ashley. Oh, it's got to be working on 10 plus years, I would think uh probably right around nine yeah yeah right about nine because tim and i've been together about nine yeah so i met you when we opened the shop i think more or less no i knew you before the shop well the shop i met you through jake and angie oh shortly after they got married okay okay so well ashley why don't you just tell everybody out there just Give them a rundown. What do you do in the real world? Because as I always tell them, this is not the real world. This is internet radio. So on here, you can be anything you want to be. Like, I think I can do a podcast. <laughs> uh, well, real world, I am a mother of two beautiful, identical twin girls. And I am the first and only humane officer for the city of Wassa and Everest Metro. All right. And, of course, you're married to uh, Tim, yep. who um, actually is coming on the podcast uh, sometime in December. I don't remember exactly when. So, something. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll get to talk to, to, to Tim as well. All right. So we're going to have you step back for a second. I'm going to do today's uh, Today in History, Segment 3. Um, as you all know, I always get my stuff from uh, www.history.com slash thisdayinhistory. So here we go. December 2nd, 1961. Castro declares himself a Marxist-Leninist. 
Following a year of severely strained relationships between the United States and Cuba, Cuban leader Fidel Castro openly declares that he is a Marxist-Leninist. The announcement sealed the bitter Cold War animosity between the two nations. Castro came to power in 1959 after leading a successful revolution against the dictatorial regime of I always hate these names. Uh, Folgogenadio Batista? Batista? That was a mouthful. Almost from the start, the United States worried that Castro was too leftist in his politics. He implemented agrarian reform, expropriated foreign oil company holdings, and eventually seized all foreign-owned property in Cuba. He also established close diplomatic relations with the Soviet Union, and the Russians were soon providing economic and military aid. By January 1961, the United States and several had severed diplomatic relations with Cuba. In April, the ill-fated Bay of Pigs invasion took place, wherein hundreds of rebels, armed and trained by the United States, attempted a landing in Cuba with the intent of overthrowing the Castro government. The attack ended in a dismal military defeat for the rebels and an embarrassing diplomatic setback for the United States. In December 1961, Castro made clear what most U.S. officials already believed. In a televised address on December 2nd, Castro declared, I am a Marxist-Leninist and shall be one until the end of my life. He went on to state that Marxism, or scientific socialism, has become the revolutionary movement of the working class. He also noted that communism would be the dominant force in Cuban politics. There cannot be three or four movements. Some questioned Castro's dedication to the communist cause, believing that his announcement was simply a stunt to get more Soviet assistance. Castro, however, never deviated from his declared principles and went on to become one of the world's longest ruling heads of state. In July 2006, an unwell Fidel Castro temporarily ceded power to his younger brother, Raul. Fidel Castro officially stepped down in February 2008. All right, so... Communism was just a red herring? <laughs> you ever seen the movie Clue? No. Okay. At the end of the at the, at the end of the movie there's there's three endings to the movie. And in one of the endings, uh the uh the uh I forget if he was an FBI agent or CIA agent or CIA agent or what, but he goes and somebody goes, What about communism? And he goes, No, communism was just a red herring. <laughs> so if you've never seen the movie Clue you need to see it. It's one of those movies. It's uh, it's got Tim Curry in it. Um, it's got uh, oh, what is her name? I hate this. Whenever I <laughs> and then it's never there. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. And it's never there. Well, let's uh, let's just uh, forget about today in history and let's move on to. <laughs> Ashley, you you got a topic for us. Now, I didn't guess last week, but I do have a guess right here on my little sheet of paper. Okay. Actually, it's two guesses. I kind of cheated. <laughs> I said, you're going to talk about one of two things. You're either going to talk about animals, or you're going to talk about sex. <laughs> but if we're lucky, it won't be animal sex. Oh, but I have some of the greatest stories from work. <laughs> and that's why... I... <laughs> That's why I picked animals, because of what you do for a living, being the humane officer. And, well, let's be honest. I picked sex because, well, I know you. <laughs> Fair enough. So what are we talking about? Uh, well, you know, that kind of makes me want to change my <laughs> what my plan was. Um, and in fact, I think I might have to. Uh-oh. Um, 
my original, what I was going to kind of talk about uh, pertaining still to work a little bit is uh, a little bit along the lines of the Blue Lives Matter and the general media fuckery that's going on right now. The uh, blank matters movements. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, that's the thing is it, it, all of them. And I think we can talk about this slightly. And then if you want to change topics, you can. <laughs> but the the thing with the blank lives matter is it, it minimizes whatever the blank is. Yeah. If it's black lives matter, if it's uh, blue lives matter, if it's uh, white, all, all lives matter, you know, they, they have all these things. Now, I understand where the black lives matter all stem from. And I get it. But the fact that everybody then is co-oping it um, kind of says to the country that we're a little bit on the racist side because it's it, it's no longer... It, we're even taking that from them. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> now, as far as Blue Lives Matter, absolutely. I, I agree with that. Uh, cops, um, police officers, uh, uh, whatever you want to call them, they, there is a certain amount of respect that they should get. There's a certain amount of respect that I give them just for the choice that they've made to, to do that. I mean, a lot of these guys, unfortunately, go to work and not always come home. Right. But I don't think, I don't think doing it the way it, it's been done through social media is the right way to do it in, in any of them. Um, and, and the fact of the all lives matter, uh, you know, by saying all lives matter, doesn't that really mean that no lives matter? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Oh, uh, you know, it, it comes down to the same thing of telling everybody they're special means that nobody's special. Yeah. So, but, so what did you, what, what did you want to talk about as far as blue lives matter? Um, like I said, a little bit of that as far as the the combination of that with the Black Lives Matter as far as everybody saying, you know, the police are being unfair, they're, they're brutalizing these other people and things like that because they're cops. They feel that they can do that. And we're only seeing in the media the cops that are potentially, and, and there's there's bad apples out there there's it doesn't matter what you're a politician you're a veterinarian you're a doctor you're a police officer i don't care what you are there's, there's bad apples absolutely um i just heard a story uh this morning i think it was about this doctor and i don't remember where he is but he was a fertility doctor and they found out that after 16 years he's been impregnating these women with his own seed instead oh. of the ones he's supposed to be doing it with I mean, there, there's a, I, I see narcissism. I see, I mean, there's so much wrong with that, but, you know, and this woman figured it out when she realized that her 16 year old son looked a lot like the doctor. Oh, that, wow. You know, and, and you're right. I mean, but to be more, to, to be more on the serious side, there are bad police officers out there and we've seen them, but there are so many more good officers out there. Well, and that's the thing. The media is showing only what they want you to see. That's just like saying pit bulls are a bad breed because the only dog you hear about in the media are the pit bulls that kill other people and dogs. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? I had two 
dogs die within the last three months from another dog attacking. And one of the dogs that attacked the little dog was a Great Dane. Really? You're familiar with the breed. I, I am familiar <laughs> with Great Danes. I, I had a Dane a few years ago. Um, but did you hear about it in the media? No, no. You know, and actually, I always tell this story when people bring up pit bulls. Now, honestly, when I see a pit bull, there, there's a part, you know, that, that reptilian part of your brain that you kind of like, ooh, pit yeah. bull. Because they are, I mean, they're, they're a very stout, very muscular dog. Yes. Now, my stepbrother has a pit bull, Sadie. Sadie is a 130-pound lap dog, or at least she thinks she is. <laughs> Every time I go over there, she jumps up and she crawls in my lap. And I'm like, you weigh more than my daughter. <laughs> you know, but she is, and I mean, you can tell she is muscular. I mean, if she wanted to. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, she could she could take you out. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But it, it has a lot to do with, and I think it's the same way whether you're talking about dogs, cats, kids, whatever. It's how they're raised. I, I'm going to stop you there. Okay. It's not just how they're raised, but it can be in how they're bred. Okay. You breed two aggressive dogs, I don't care what breed they are, you're going to get more aggressive puppies than you are docile puppies. Now, when you say that, so you have a, an aggressive mom and an aggressive dad, you breed them. <clears throat> now... Does it matter if they stay with mom and dad, or is it an ingrained thing? And can they be trained out out of those impulses? It's still, I, I think the training itself is going to be weigh heavily on what the end all outcome is, but you're going to have to work a lot harder. Um, and that comes into uh, take the uh, the Dalmatians. They used to be a huge family dog. Everybody wanted a Dalmatian, and now they are one of the top biters. They were inbred so many times that you started seeing the bad behaviors come out along with other medical conditions. Um, But people don't have, and even a dog that is genuinely aggressive, you know, one I've declared dangerous because I know it's going to attack again. Okay. I feel that most of them probably still have the opportunity to have the training and have to come around back to not being aggressive, but you have to have that trainer that is practically their owner that is going to be there working with them 24-7 and keep them on the straight and narrow. Now, animals like people, they come in all different temperaments Mm -hmm. and personalities. I mean, um, now the Great Dane I had, she was a rescue. She had, um, you know, she was, she was kept by a breeder or a show person or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it. And when they clipped her ears, one of them fell. So, you know, it's like she became useless to them as far as a show dog. And so, you know, they had told us she had been beaten and she had been rescued with a lot of other Danes because when, I guess when you find abuse on any dog, you take all the animals kind of thing. So... Um, but anyway, so she had been abused. They didn't really tell us how, and I wish they would have, and and you'll know why here in a second. So, you know, and, um, she really didn't like men for the most part. For some reason, she warmed up to me. 
you know, and they, they eventually let me bring her home because at first they're like, no, she doesn't like men. And when she kept coming over to me, they're like, trial basis? <laughs> and then after some time, then the, you know, then the adoption was completed. But um, I had gotten, I was getting out of the shower one morning, you know, I'm getting dressed and that kind of stuff. And I had put my belt on, but I hadn't buckled it yet. And I was playing with her and the belt buckle kind of made that jingling sound. Uh-huh. And she just turned into a 120 pound bowl of jelly she just backed up into a corner and just shook now if they had been nice enough to tell me that you know the guy must have obviously beat her with a belt or something similar yeah i would have never done that right (laughs) you know and it was really weird because it took her like a day day and a half to really seem like she wasn't tense near me you know um she really didn't like my dad (laughs) we were we were living in a house at the time and we were remodeling some rooms. So during the day, cause we were dealing with separation anxiety, we had one room that was completely gutted out. So we put her, her couch or, you know, her little, uh, bed or whatever in there. And we put food and water in there, but that way she was in that room. If she had an accident or whatever, you know, she was, she was contained. And my dad at the time, my parents were going through a divorce and he said, can I come over and do my laundry? I said, yeah, nobody's going to be home. He goes, where's the dog? Because at this point, we already knew the dog didn't like him, you know. And I said, she's in her she's in her room. She'll be fine. He goes, okay. We get home that afternoon. There's one, one basket of laundry at the bottom of the steps. And another basket kind of poured down the steps. And I see Cool. She's upstairs. And uh, I can't find my dad anywhere, right? He's nowhere to be found. And then it... And then it registers in my head she was in a room in the basement but she was upstairs when we got home <laughs> so the story according to my dad is he came in got the first load down there you know she was kind of barking down the hall and whatever and and when he brought the second one in she was at the bottom of the steps waiting for him oh she took the door off the hinges <laughs> i believe it she i mean she was a big dog but when i went down there and the, the door was you know backwards on the hinges <laughs> i went well, that's not good. But, you know, and we could never quite figure out why, you know, she just had this dislike. She would she would put up with my dad if mm-hmm. I was there. Okay. But otherwise, there there was no there was nothing doing and I and I the only thing Nikki and I ever came up with was, well, maybe he smelt like the guy or, you know, had some similarities I'm or I'm guessing he looked uh, did he typically wear a hat or... My dad, no. My uh, dad's not a hat wearer. But, um, you know, we thought maybe the guy that, you know, drank and my dad drinks. And so, you know, we're, it's, we always thought it was some sort of a sensory thing. Sure. That she was picking up something. But, I don't know. Um, it could have been, too, that if your dad was afraid of her, she picked up on that because... That could be, too, because he was afraid of her. There, There's no questioning that. I... That actually kind of brings me back to the um, sex and animals topic. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I actually... I'm, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're going to talk about animal sex now. <laughs> well, this one wasn't c- confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just down the block here from you. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I actually, I got a call um, last week. And all dispatch could tell us was, you know, 
get to this house. This woman's got a dog. She's trying. She just got the dog, and she's trying to get in a cage, and it's just trying to bite her. I can hear it on the phone. It's it's going to attack her. Okay, get there now. Get get there now. So they send an officer. He got there first. We got her into a separate room and said, just leave the dog in the living room with the door unlocked. We'll enter when we're ready. Mm-hmm. So we get there, and the officer says, well, you know, can you... Let's wait for the other officer. He goes, in case I have to shoot this dog. And I looked at him. I said, you not, that is our absolute last resort. Right, right. I said, I am here. Let me do my job. So he went to his car to make a phone call. Um, and the other officer showed up. And I kind of looked at him and I said, I need to just peek in this door and see what's going on. Right. So I open up the door and the dog's barking at the door, which... All right. Well, it's a dog. It's, it's a dog. You're it's at the door. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. So far, so good. And dog's nose comes to the corner, and I mean, I have it open maybe an inch. Okay. It's just sitting there looking at me. Not barking. Not barking. So I put my hand up. Nothing. I touch its nose. Nothing. I look back at the officer that's standing behind me, and I went, really? <laughs> <laughs> So I grabbed this thing called a snappy snare, and it's just a it's a rod that bends over and creates a loop so that I can quick snap something around their neck if okay. I can't get super close to get okay. a leash. I said, all right, I'm going to take this thing. The other officer's still on the phone at his squad. Okay. So I'm going to take this thing, I'm going to stick my arm in, I'm going to try to get this dog on a leash. Okay? Get my arm in, snap it closed, dog's on this lead. Now, mind you, there's no protection. It comes at me, I'm done. Okay. I open up the door so that the officer has full view of what's going on. So if it comes at you, he can take care of it. Exactly. And the dog kind of stands there. <laughs> and I walk up to it. I pat it on the head. And it just stands there. This is so, one dangerous dog. <laughs> so it already has a collar. has a leash on. <laughs> yes. Okay. I go to reach for the leash that's already on it, take my snappy snare off, dog rolls over. <laughs> okay. Ro- rolls over, shows me his belly completely submissive. I look back outside at the officer and I'm like, really? This this is our aggressive dog? Really? Vicious. Vicious. <laughs> so I bring it outside to the officers. I have no care about it. I'm letting it walk right up to him. The other officer who was like, Really? This is what we waited for? <laughs> Looks at the the reporting party and goes, this is your aggressive dog? It doesn't look aggressive to me. Okay. Well, she came out of her apartment then. Okay. They are convinced that there was something else going on to make the dog aggressive like that with her. She was dressed... It, it, Minimally in the fact of, like, terry cloth shorts and a terry cloth shirt. No undergarments, nothing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Now, we have no proof. Um, She only actually had the dog for, like, half an hour. I ended up removing it. It's no longer going to be with her. Um, But (laughs) I, yeah. Wow. You know, and... I don't get that. If that was what was happening, what what is it in people's minds that are like, man, that dog's hot? Uh, 
uh, try the 15-year-old who needed a pregnancy test. What? I never told you this one? No. Okay, so there's a 15-year-old. She's in a school down south for troubled teens. <laughs> oh, obviously. Um, goes to school. I need a pregnancy test. I need a pregnancy test. Okay. Why do you need a pregnancy test? Well, I was raped by Michael. Well, who's Michael? Boy down the street. Well, they look into it. There's no Michael boy down the street. Okay. okay. Go back to class. Comes back. I need a pregnancy test. I need a pregnancy test. You're not getting one unless you tell us what's going on. Okay. It was my grandma's dog, Petey. Petey was a 14-year-old Boston Terrier, blind, with no teeth. I had to have a conversation with a veterinarian. Okay. As to whether or not if there was any saliva contact in specific areas that are also mucous membranes, if rabies could be contracted. I would say yes. That's what we figure. Nobody's ever, you know, had to test it or anything. But right, right. But it would make sense. Um, the best part about this story is they were having a meeting. Uh, with the therapist and some other counselors and the school and police officers about this girl. And the therapist, the PhD, uh-huh. asked whether or not she actually needed a pregnancy test and if that could happen. No! No! I, 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 I'm glad I wasn't... No, I wish I was there. Because I would have looked at her and said, well, yeah, that's how we get werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, the, 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 the funny thing about this entire situation is not the fact that maybe or maybe not she had sex with a dog, but the fact that she thought she could get pregnant from yeah. a dog. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not the world's smartest man, but I know that if I have sex with a dog, I'm not going to get it pregnant. Wait, that... <laughs> Please don't have sex with a dog. I'm not going to have sex with a dog. <laughs> Well, you know what, though? I have people that believe that a uh, lady called and said she had um, sk skunks in her area. It, it smelled bad. I said, are you sure that they're skunks and not cats? Well, we have those, too, and I'm just worried that they're going to start breeding. Ma'am, that's not possible. Well, you never know what could happen. Cat skunks. Scats. Scats? Scats. Scats. I no, scat is what animals <laughs> leave behind. I had to chase a raccooger. A raccooger? A raccooger. Half raccoon, half cougar? Yeah. Did you catch him? No. Because <laughs> I'd say you'd probably get rich. Yeah, I would think so. Woman got bit by something. Okay. And it was a confirmed bite by the doctor, and so I went to talk to her to find out where she was, what it was, because mm -hmm. it said raccoon slash cougar. There's a little bit of a difference there. Well, now, and, cougars are not the biggest cats out there, but they're much bigger than yeah. a raccoon. Oh, but the story gets even better. Oh, I can't wait. I went and I asked her, I said, so where were you when this happened? I was walking. Where were you walking? <laughs> in the woods. Where in the woods? By a river. Were you in a park? Yes. Were you in Wausau? Were you in Weston? Where were you? <laughs> <laughs> what park? Yeah, well, and then I said, okay, can you show me with your hands how big this thing was? Okay. And, oh, about the size of a large cat. Okay. A, a tiger or a house cat? 
Okay. <laughs> when you said that, I was I was picturing a house cat, but good question. When we're talking raccoon or cougar. Right, right. <laughs> I suppose. I never did find out what she got bit by. She had to go through the vaccines at $10,000 for the first one. Ooh, for the rabies vaccine? For pre- or post-exposure. Wow. I'd have been like, ten grand. I'm going to go find it, and I'm no. going to bring it back to you. <laughs> yeah. I. It sounds like a raccoon, and it's probably better safe than sorry when it comes to raccoons. Yeah, but at the same time, it was during the day, and it came up and bit her out of the middle of nowhere from behind. I don't think I was getting the whole story. <laughs> no, I... So, when I was a kid, um, we had... Uh, we always had animals, but we had one time we we're outside playing. It's middle of the day. This raccoon comes waddling out, right? And it looks like it's drunk. We're like, drunk <laughs> raccoon, you know, and we start playing with it because it's letting us. Oh, you get vaccinated? No. Really? We never got bit. Oh, it doesn't matter. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm safe now. Well, yeah, now you are. <laughs> I was like eight at the time and I'm older than that now. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, but you know what I mean? We played with it. My mom came out. She's like, what are you playing with? We're like, a cat! <laughs> we didn't know what a hell a raccoon was. You know, especially, you know, you always learn raccoons come out at night, and they, you yeah. know, they dig through the garbage, and this thing was like, on its back, and we're scrubbing its belly, you know, and she's like, she's kind of looking down from the porch, and she's like, step away from that. So we're like, okay. <laughs> she's like, come up here. So we ended up, at, at that time, obviously, there was no humane officer, so yeah. she called the cops, and the cop came out and put a bullet in it, you know. Yeah. And it did have rabies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and they knew that and didn't vaccinate you. No. That surprised They have had cases down in Missouri recently where a, a litter of puppies has had rabies, and just because people have gone to see the puppies and touch them, they get them... The post-exposure. Really? Now, well, you got to remember, this was 32 years ago. Now you so, just told them how I know. I, well, everybody out there knows I'm 40. It's, oh. not a, it's not a secret. It's just sometimes it's hard to say it. <laughs> um, but, and then, now here's one for you. When I was a kid, my mother had a dog. His name was, uh, 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 what the hell was his name? I was pretty little, but um, he was a big mutt, right? And Sport. His name was Sport. And, uh, my dad had went out to feed him. Now, this is back in the day. He was an outdoor dog. You know, all summer long, he stayed outdoors. In the winter, he came in when it got cold. But, and now I see they're giving out fines if you leave your dog outside or whatever. But. If they don't have shelter. Yeah. Adequate shelter. Um, but anyway, so dad went out to feed sport. And also my dad comes hauling ass into the house, slams the big sliding door behind him, and followed right up by sport. Just bam! Into the glass. Now. Sport, um, like I said, he was big. We used to ride him like a horse. Nice. He was he was just a mutt. I don't I don't know what he was, but my parents kept him on a bull chain. You know what a bull chain is, right? Mm-hmm. Well, my dad went out to feed him, put the food in, put the water in. He's walking away, and he said he heard the chain snap. The dog just took its neck and just went and snapped the chain, <laughs> and starts chasing my dad. Right. And my mom, of course, she comes out and she walks into the kitchen because the dog's going nuts and dog settles down. Now, she had sport since he was a pup. And the minute she'd leave, he'd go apeshit again. And they came in and 
he had contracted rabies. They were pretty sure. They didn't know for sure, but they put him down. Okay. Where is that? I mean, have you heard of something like that where there's a there's a connection there where the dog can fight through the haze of the rabies or whatever? Because whenever she came in, it, it calmed him down. Well, rabies is... It, it's neurological, right? Yeah. It, what it, it's a virus that attacks the brain and the brain stem. Um, and actually, the foaming at the mouth is... It happens, but it's actually kind of more of an old wives' tale. Okay. It's actually one of the very last things that you'll even notice, if you notice it at all. And that's usually when they're on their way out, right? Yeah. It's it's like a end-of-life kind of... Well, the reason it is is because once they have rabies to the point of being able to give it to somebody or something else, they are only going to be alive for up to maximum 10 days, and usually it's only 5. Okay. Is that the same in humans? If you contract rabies and it goes on? Um, it's very, it's not documented very well, but it's once, once it's in the brainstem, you're gone. You're, you're done for. There's nothing that they can do for you once it's in the brainstem. Okay. Okay. Um, and that's why there's a 10 day quarantine period because you have, if the animal is still alive at the end of the 10 days, you're fine. They're, they would have died if they had rabies. Okay, so at that point, even so, how does that at least? What are, can you can they have rabies, and it's not to the point where they can spread it yet? Yes, it is. They they can have it like dormant in their system. Okay, and it won't get uh, put out in their saliva. The moment that it actually hits their brainstem, it's in their saliva, and okay. now other animals... and now you can contract it. Right. Okay. So, but. <sighs> I guess I guess the question was, since it attacks the brain, is it maybe just it was early enough in the stages that he still recognized her, or I guess it would be possible. I would be more likely to think that maybe, um, and this is one of the things that people say, pit bulls specifically, unfortunately, um, is that there's almost a switch that flips. And that may have, it, it can be a chemical imbalance depending on how old the animal is. Um, a lot of breeds, you'll actually see it around the two to three year mark where they just flip a switch and they're a completely different animal. Okay. Um, and it's just a well, chemical he was, imbalance. He was much older than that. He was probably, ooh, he was probably 10 years old. Okay. So then I would start wondering maybe more along the lines of, um, like a dementia. Oh, that could be. And yeah. then he could recognize yep. her, just like people who get dementia, they may not remember the nurse that came in yesterday, but they'll remember their buddy from 50 years right. ago. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. They, dogs do get a form of dementia. Okay. Um, and I would be, honestly, from the pictures I've seen of sport and just remembering what I do from being a kid, I would not be surprised if there was Pitbull in there somewhere. Because he was just a brute. Well, and, you know, and I'm absolutely guilty of this myself, and I really need to break myself of it. Pitbull's not a breed. No, it's a pit terrier, right? No. The thing that, the the breed that everybody kind of claims is a Pitbull is the American Staffordshire Terrier. Okay. Um, however, you've got your ham staffs, you've got your... Um, American Bulldogs, you've got Dog Day Bordeaux, your Dojo Argentinos, 
and all of those breeds, especially if you mix them together or mix them with anything else, you're going to have people saying it's a pit bull. Okay. Now, bulldogs are, are they, they're also a terrier, right? Of a sort? I believe so, yes. Okay. Because I've always wanted to have a British bulldog. You know, they got that bold front yep. legs and I just, I think they look badass as hell. <laughs> But I, I've looked into them, and they're expensive as hell. Yes. Um, and that's because they find people to pay that money. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's anything. I mean, my dad has huskies. And it's amazing what he'll pay for a husky. Mm-hmm. It's like, why? Now, well, why? okay, so part of it, I would like to think he's getting it from a responsible breeder. Yes, he does, he does. So they're going to be doing radiographs on the dog's hips to make sure that they don't have, that the parents don't have hip dysplasia. So Is that something that's passed on? Yes. Okay. Um, and my dog actually has a very bad case of it. She was a backyard Ma- they put mom out and daddy came from around the corner and <laughs> now we got Bella. Yeah, but she's a sweet puppy. Yes, she is. But she's one of the aggressive breeds. She is? Chow Chow. Okay. She's, she's Chow Chow Lab. She's She's well, she might lick you to death. Yeah. But that'd be and about she'll, it. she'll bark at you until yeah. she knows who you are. Yeah. But most dogs will do that. I mean, yeah. I got a buddy where I go to his house every Sunday. We game every Sunday night. And I don't know what kind of a dog it is, but it's, it's about three, maybe two and a half, three feet at the at the shoulders. Uh-huh. And it's got really curly hair. And she absolutely is psychotic. <laughs> I've been going there for like two years now, uh-huh. almost every Sunday. And when I come in the door, she barks. Okay, I get it. And she keeps barking. She follows me down the steps into the basement where we game. She barks, she barks, she barks. I sit down. She's fine. But Bella does that with you too. I can tell you why Bella does it. Okay. It's how tall you are. It's how tall I am. Bella was kicked by my brother-in-law who was six foot three. Okay, I'm not quite that tall, but. You, you are taller than Tim and I. Yes. Um, now, when she was around Jake, that was different because she was around him every day. Yeah, 24-7 more or less. Yeah. But it, it has a lot to do with taller men because of my brother-in-law. Well, that could be. But I, I don't understand, you know, and of course I probably never will, why why this dog just... She barks at me till I sit down. Once I sit down, she's fine. Because you're more on her level. I suppose. Um... And then I can move freely about the basement because they got board games and, you know, and uh-huh. they've got a place for soda. and So I can get up and I can walk around, whatever. She's fine. When I go to leave again, all the way out the door. Rawr, 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 rawr. Basement's daddy's area. Mm, could be. He's got dominance over that. She's got dominance over the rest of the house. She's protecting her home. You know, I never thought of that. That's actually a really good explanation. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... So, yeah, um, what else you got? What other good stories do you have? Now that we're talking animal Whoa. sex. Well, we don't necessarily have to talk animal sex. Let's just talk animals. Uh, I had a raccoon that fed a three-year-old. They got rid of the raccoon because they were keeping it headed in the house for a year. Is not legal. Okay, I was going to say, is it legal to have no. a raccoon? You can't. You cannot own a wild animal in the state of Wisconsin that is native to the state. So, without well, a license. I was going to say, because 
that would really suck for zoos. Yeah, no, without without a specific license through the DNR. Okay, okay. Um, so they had this raccoon. All right. Uh, they it got out of the cage. It attacked the three year old and his mom. Officers couldn't get the raccoon, so they left it and told me to go back the next day. All right. I go back. Raccoon's gone. How did that happen? Well, apparently the rescue came and got it. Okay. Well, what rescue? I don't know. Through, I, I got the DNR involved. Right. A week-long investigation. My last resort, because I told the, we, we threatened them with jail time. We thought, threatened them with several thousand dollars of citations, which they were legitimately things we could do. Right, right. Um, they lied to us. They lied to an officer saying, we don't know where the raccoon is or anything of the sort. We went to the one, the quote unquote owner of the dog or raccoon and told her your nephew could die if the raccoon has rabies. Not my problem. That was her response. Really? Yeah. Because the kid was also not getting the vaccines. He got the first one, which is the most expensive one, the $10,000 one. Okay. Every vaccine after that's probably roughly five hundred dollars. So and it's a series of five. Five, okay. Um, if so, you're you're in a good twelve grand when you're yeah. done. Oh yeah, that's Ooh. why that's why I'm pre-vaccinated. It was only fifteen hundred. <laughs> and hopefully, work paid for that. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but my last ditch effort to find the stupid raccoon, I googled um animal wildlife sanctuaries in the state. Okay. And I just cold called. Oh, how many of them are there in the state that take raccoons? Five. Five that take raccoons? First one I called was the one that had it. Huh. And they're like, oh yeah, we have Fruit Loop. Fruit Loop. Fruit Loop. That's what they were feeding him, so he was fat. And they called him Fruit Loop. No wonder he attacks somebody. <laughs> um, I need something besides Fruit Loops! Yeah. Well, and the worst part is and and I turned them. I turned this uh, rescue, or basically rescue, over to the state veterinarian because they were going to just release him into the wild, knowing full well that he bit a human being. So when they came and got him, she told them they yeah they showed they showed the bite marks to the rescue. Now it is state protocol that if a wild animal bites a human. A wild animal that can have rabies uh-huh. bites a human, it will be euthanized immediately and sent for testing. The only way you can test for rabies is... is yeah, you gotta cut open the brain pan. Right. Yeah. Um, let's see. What's the strangest thing you've run into? Have you had to go get any bow constrictors, anything like that? Um, I've had a couple calls, never actually had to capture them. Um... But I'd say that the 30 people chasing a pig. Oh, now this is a story we have to hear. This is a story we have to hear. Um, My first question is, though, was the pig greased? No. Okay. And actually, the first pig we ever had to catch, the officers caught. Just think, think about that one and what they're called oh, and I, what they chase. I gotcha, I gotcha. Um... Yeah, no, got a call that there was a pig running around loose, and, uh... Why am I never around when these things happen? Uh, actually, it was... You know who Jason is. Wilski? Uh, name sounds familiar, but anyway. Good friends of Jake. It was over by his house. Oh, okay. Um, but 
yeah, so we chased a pig and we kept it in a very condensed area, a very small area. Right. Um, but it took us probably a half hour to chase this stupid pig around. We finally got it in a garage. Okay. I used my uh, stiff leash that I use for aggressive dogs. Mind you, I've only ever used that thing twice in my three and, years. And once was a pig. No, only twice on a dog. Oh, okay. And then on the pig. Well, you know, what a lot of people don't understand is pigs are mean. They're um, not, they're, I mean. This one wasn't mean. He was just, did not want to be caught. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was probably going to get fed to somebody. Like, they were yeah. going to butcher him. Yeah. Um, And they couldn't. Because he wasn't going to stand for it. Yeah, or he got loose and then they didn't want to come forward because they know that they're not allowed to have um, pigs. They're not allowed to have farm animals. Oh, in that in that area? They're not allowed to have them in the village or in the city. Okay. That, that's one question I've always had. Yep. Chickens. Nope. That, there was a time when you could have chickens, though, right? No. No. Or if somebody was trying to get a law passed to let you have chickens? They, yeah. There's been a lot of people trying to pass it, um, but no, at this point in time, nobody can have chickens unless you are out in a rural... Rural? Rural? rural. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's a great word, isn't it? Oh. It makes you sound like you're drunk. I'm a rural <laughs> person. But anyway, um... Oh, I can't find it. My, I had a picture of the pig. Oh, the I, pig. I also had a picture of a guy who has a goat. He's not supposed to have the goat, um, but he proceeded to dress the goat up... <laughs> Oh, here he is. And he went trick-or-treating with his goat. He went trick or Nice. Yeah. He went as a penguin, and the goat is dressed up as what? A I... bunny with a tutu. A little bunny tutu? Uh, apparently. <laughs> he also has a toilet attached to his roof. Oh. On his house. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> I've seen toilets in houses. Yeah. I've seen outhouses. Outhouses. But I've never seen your house as a toilet. Yeah. Huh. Maybe it's for Santa Claus. (laughs) This is for Santa craps. I mean, come on. The guy flies all the way around the world in 24 hours. He's bound to have to take a dump, I guess. Uh So then on the flip side of it, what was the worst call you've ever got? Inspections called me. They went to a house, um, tried making contact with the owner because there was a lot of odor coming from the house. Okay. And so um, Inspections was there to try to make contact, and he couldn't, but he could see cats in the window, and they didn't look in good shape. Okay. So I got on scene, and I checked out uh, the house, and I could see the cats. They... If I would have had to take a guess at that point, I just would have said maybe they were old. But with everything involved, um, I knocked on the doors, couldn't make contact. We tried phone numbers, everything for the owner of the house. Um, And when I went to the front door, you could smell a dead body. Oh, no, 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 no. So I called the lieutenants and I got somebody over there and they went and did a search of the house. Um, No person. Okay. I got in the house. Um, I've never, even the lieutenant who has been there since 1991 said that he has never been in a house that bad. Um, 
I have never seen until that day maggots in the litter box. Oh. Um, the the walls were covered in speckles because of the fly feces. Oh my god. The house was just trash. There was no place to walk in that house that was on flooring. The basement you couldn't even get into. It was there was so much crap. Uh, it, was not, there a person there? No, there was eight cats. What the dead smell was was the eighth cat who had died, and the others had eaten it. Oh, um, which that one I didn't even find till the final day. I had been trapping cats. I literally would get them every two minutes because I would just open up the trap, put a dog treat in. They were so starved. Yeah, they were eating anything. They would eat anything. So, um, where was the owner? Did you guys ever find the owner? Owner was living out here, by you. Okay. <laughs> At her dead mother's house, that was immaculate. I kid you not. The garage was so well swept that it had a white carpet in it, like a white rug. Right. That was white. That's not right. So, <laughs> she just like stopped going, or did she forget she owned another house. I mean, she couldn't even tell me how many cats were possibly in the house. Um, so she was charged with animal abuse and neglect. Um, we ended up having to euthanize all of them. They were not salvageable. It sounded like they were in pretty rough shape. They were actually, um, at between 12 to 15% dehydration, you're dead. And Mm -hmm. that's about where they were. So they had days, maybe. So, uh, see, I don't get that. That kind of abuse, that kind of neglect, all she would have had to do is pick them up and take them to the... Humane Society. The Humane Society or to the no-kill shelter or... And the Humane Society has no fees. All they ask is for time just to schedule an appointment. There's no fee to take an animal out there. Yeah. As a strike. It's surrender. Right. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't understand that kind of thing. Um, I mean, let's go back to my Dane. When we found out that she didn't work with our family, you know, we took her back to the rescue so that somebody else could. Yeah. She actually ended up back... Now, the rescue was in Madison. She ended up back in Mwasa with another rescue family. Nice. <laughs> so, before she... I mean, she's gone now. She was a purebred. She was... They didn't know exactly how old she was, but um, she made it to about nine years old. Okay. So, I did get to see her a couple times, you know. That's cool. Because actually, the guy, the, guy the, the family that rescued her worked with my wife. Oh! Well, of, there you go. Of course. And they're talking about... You know, they're talking about something, and he says the name of his dog, and she's like, she's like, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's a Merle Great Dane, and we're like, <laughs> okay. I mean, just, it's just really weird, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so, got anything else you want to talk about? Nothing. All right, well, let's call this one a wrap, then. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, unfortunately, I think I, I was right here, um... <laughs> We did talk about animal sex. <laughs> we did talk about animal sex. And we did talk about animals. So, I guess I'm going to call that a win. Which, uh, since this is episode uh, 16, that makes me 3 and 13. Woo! <laughs> Alright, so, um, now, uh, next week, um, my guest um, is a gentleman by the name of Christian Aman. He is a uh, teacher at one of the local uh, junior highs, um, and 
I've known Christian now for it's probably going on seven, eight years. I met him through doing the conventions back when I had a shop and we would actually go and sell it at um, Evercon. Um, Christian is a cheese connoisseur and his favorite phrase is the stinkier, the better. (laughs) So I got a feeling we're going to be talking about cheese. My backup guess would be, we're talking about Switzerland because he, uh, he actually has dual citizenship. Um, yeah, it, it has to do with his family. They came from Switzerland and, um, he, I believe he's an American with a Switzerland, you know, it's not like he came from Switzerland, but so I think we're going to talk about cheese. Um, again, mailbag this week, still empty people. Send me emails. Tell me if I'm doing good. Tell me if I'm doing, I know you're listening. I can see the downloads. Um, but you know, send in an email. Let me know uh, what you guys think. Um, you also get your name uh, out here, and um, the people that listen to us then get to hear your name, and I get to read. And you know, we get to have a discussion, sort of, kind of. You know what I'm saying? Got it? Good on. Please don't wait for a response. Oh <laughs> shit! That's right. I... Anyway, all right. So let's get this one wrapped up. So this is this is the part where. Um, normally I read one or two quotes today. You're going to get two. Okay. All right. Um, and then you get to guess who, who, uh, what are my chances of actually guessing this correctly? Well, actually right now, the, um, the, uh, the uh, people are at, uh, two and, uh, uh, two and 12. And actually I take that back. I'm at three and 12 because we didn't do either of these on, on the 15th episode. So I'm at. 3 and 12. Right now, the guessers are at 2 and 12. So now you can either keep it even, oh. or I can take the lead. No pressure. No pressure. And I'm sure you'll get this. Okay. All right. So, <clears throat> quote of the day. Quote number one. No thieves, no traitors, no interventionalists. Interventionalists. The time for revolution is... Re- or this time, the revolution is for real. And... A revolution is a struggle to the death between the future and the past. And here we go. We have blank stares. Yeah. I, know, I feel like I should know this. You should. Um, but I can't tell you why you should know. I get to claim uh, baby brain still. You get to claim... Because <laughs> I have twins, so it lasts twice as long. So... <laughs> Your girls are over a year old now. Oh, oh sorry. We're ignoring that. Yeah, she's she's claiming baby brain. But you still have to make a guess. Uh, only because he's sitting in front of me, I'm going to go with Edgar Allan Poe. No, actually. <laughs> and now you'll understand why you should know this. Okay. Fidel Castro. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, because we did the the thing yeah. earlier. So he's he's ninety. He's the ninety year old communist president. Well, he was president of Cuba until two thousand eight, but he's ninety years old. Oh. And now his little brother's the president because that's how it works there. You don't actually called, have elections. It's called keeping it in the family. Yeah, you don't actually have <laughs> elections. You just appoint the next president. All right. So you know that's the way I guess communist Cuba works. Uh, well, that would make sense, wouldn't it? I. I guess i'm not really a communist so i'm not sure how it works but <laughs> all right thank you everybody for listening hopefully we'll see a bunch of you out at evercon coming up here really soon have a good night